there are different attitudes towards this day and towards this event. There are those who simply don't recognize it as being of any importance. They are bored with it. it. Distracts them from other things. Maybe something that merits a brief reflection, but not something that would be radically life-changing. If we realize its importance, we then, too, have to make a decision as to what we will do about it. To ignore it or to internalize it. If we think about what is really happening, though, our lives will be radically different. There was a great theologian who reflected on this event, the event of our redemption. And he said, the plunge from God towards the void, which man in his revolt had begun, a shoot in which the creature can only despair or break, Christ undertook in love. Knowingly, willingly, he experienced it with all the sensitiveness of his divinely human heart. The greater the victim, the more terrible the blow that fells him. No one ever died as Jesus died, who was life itself. No one was ever punished for sin as he was punished, the sinless one. No one ever experienced the plunge down the vacuum of evil as did God's Son. Even to the excruciating pain behind the words, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus was really destroyed cut off in the flower of his age. His work stifled just when it should have taken root. His friends scattered, his honor broken. He no longer had anything, was anything. A worm and not a man. And so we have to accept that and realize that reality in our own lives. We have to spend time in that contemplation if we are to understand what we are to become and what we have been called to be. In some ways, it's just too much. We can't possibly understand the love of God in that sense. We can see it, we can know it, we can love it, and we can draw, be drawn more closely into it day after day after day as the saints have been. But it still leaves us with some degree of confusion. What do we do with with the suffering of God and the sorrow of God? You know, there was another theologian 
a man by the name of von Balthasar, when speaking about this event, said that there is something basically untrue and disproportionate about comparing our own trivial emotional states to the vast mystery of redemption. Oh, we might weep a little or watch the performance with dry eyes like the gaping crowd or the soldiers. But more than anything else, contemplation of the passion summons us to kneel in the dust, to worship without looking at ourselves, to direct our gaze to the image of the suffering Lord and what is happening to him externally and internally. On such occasions, my sin becomes so obvious, so enormous, that it needs no special illumination. On the other hand, the fact that it is mine, that it weighs me down, pales into insignificance compared to the visibly grievous burden it places on the Lamb of God. So there we are. When we had the stations today, we said, Adoramase Christi, we adore you, O Christ. Today, during the veneration of the cross, we approach the cross, kneeling, or at least reverently, and humbly kiss the wounds. And that's when we really begin to see ourselves for the first time. And that's really when we can begin to walk towards the Lord. Because that's where love begins. If love doesn't begin at the cross, we will never be able to love anyone.